the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League, your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. All right, everybody, welcome in. It's Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. I'm Justin Kinner, hanging out with you here today. Excited to be with you. We've taken a few weeks off, and we're glad to be back with you. So since the last time we spoke, we've wrapped up the basketball season. The winter sports are officially done. So now it's time to wrap up the fall portion, right? Now you're probably saying fall. What the heck? I mean, we just wrapped up. Yes, the fall portion. Volleyball season is wrapping up. In fact, we just crowned a we just crowned a Horizon League uh, champion this past Sunday. And I tell you what, now we're moving on to the volleyball NCAA tournament, which we're about to speak with our next guest, the head coach of the Wright State Raiders, co-coach of the year, Allie Matters. She'll pop in with us here in just a second. But just a reminder that all interviews and today's interview is brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. Again, it's Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League, and I'm excited to bring in our next guest, co-coach of the year, the number one seed in the Horizon League, winning the championship and now getting back to the NCAA tournament for the second straight season. We have Wright State head volleyball coach Allie Matters. Coach, welcome in. How are you today? Well, God, when you put it like that, that's pretty awesome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so I want to rewind a bit before we had, you know, before we start looking ahead to the NCAA tournament, which is a week from tonight, by the way. And congratulations again on on uh, winning the championship this past Sunday. But spring sports postponed to the fall. I have to be. I, I want you to be honest. On a scale of one to ten, when you heard that the fall season was being postponed to the spring. How confident were you that you were actually going to get that season in when that news was broke just under a year ago that the season was going to be moved? I mean, I would if if one is like the least, like no way. I was at like negative fifteen. Oh wow! Okay, that, I yeah. said be honest. That's honesty. <laughs> yeah, that is that's as honest as it gets. I just I felt like when it originally happened, I'm like, you guys, our season is so far away. Like everything will be under control. Just everyone everyone relax. It'll be fine. August is so far away. Like, you know, it was taking everything. We were taking it day by day. Um, and then as it got closer to our season, I was like, there's no way that we're going to be able to do this. I was not very confident at the time at all, to be honest. <laughs> now, now with that, and you know, it's funny you say that like, I mean, you got, I got to be careful how I word this because I don't want to sound insensitive to the teams who did not have a lot of expectations heading into the season. But what made it even more tough for teams like yourself, I mean, you brought back pretty much your entire roster from the NCAA tournament at large bid from last season. So you add the, the you know, the fact that you don't know what the future holds for this roster and, you know, there may not be a fall season. I'm sure that added to the stress of, you know, I know life, you know, things that were going on are bigger than volleyball, but yeah. it's okay to be selfish in this perspective of saying, man, this was a special roster as what we just saw this past weekend. You would have hated to have seen a season be taken from them. And luckily that was not the case. Right. Yeah. I think that, you know, I, at the time it was probably the worst thing that's ever happened to us as a program, you know, getting upset in the semifinals last year by Northern Kentucky. Um, but I also think it was the best thing that's ever happened to us. So I think that we came into the season with whatever they were going to, uh, allow us to do. And however we were able to compete safely, we were just like, we have un unfinished business. So yeah. it's not like, you know, we, of course we got that at large bid. It was an amazing experience. We accomplished so much last year, but we wanted to win an outright horizon league championship. And that was something that on the tough days, on the bad days, on, on days where, you know, testing and, and quarantine and things like that, that really kept us grounded and everyone moving in the same direction. 
We have Alley Matters with us here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Again, two-time Horizon League Coach of the Year. And again, just the job you have done since taking over, it's been fantastic. I, I do want to say this, you know, from a from a women's sports standpoint, when you look at Wright State University Athletics as a whole, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast, but I'm about to find out. The job that you and I know Katrina Merriweather, shout out to her, she just took the, uh, the Memphis job. But the women's sports have absolutely kicked major ass. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I can't lie. Yeah. You guys have kicked major ass. So let's rewind back to last year. Okay, yeah. you get the program, not just volleyball program, but the athletics department as a whole, Wright State's very first at-large bid. You yeah. check that off. Uh, yeah. Katrina Merriweather, again, gets the women's basketball team to the tournament two of the last three years. And then not only gets there this year, but is one of the biggest upsets in the history of women's basketball. Uh, I mean, they were the talk of co- – women's college basketball it was great then you guys win your very first horizon league champion i mean again the women's sports have kicked ass so just shout out to you your team and just the women's sports as a whole for bringing so much notoriety to the program yeah absolutely i think for a while there last year we had like the nation's longest win streak going Mm -hmm. on in that time and we were almost like suffocated by it everyone was like well what if and you know one more match and then we have the all-time and then one more match and then you know, we actually lost to UIC at their mm-hmm. place to break that streak. And I was like, guys, that wasn't that wasn't in the, in the list of things that we wanted to accomplish. That was just a bonus to what we mm-hmm. were doing. Um, so I think, you know, everyone sits down at the beginning of the year and talks about their goals and what you want. And winning is always a goal. Um, but I think that those things just kind of came along with the territory. This this at large bid. We weren't like, hey, we would love to get an at-large bid sometime in the next, you know, two, three years. We were just sitting there and our name was called and I was like, (laughs) so I think all of that just kind of, I don't want to say came naturally, but it was just one thing after another. And, you know, the women's basketball team hypes us up so much. Um, Our team is really close with their team. um, And it's just, it's, it's a group that we love to support. And the staff is like front row at our matches and then we're supporting them um and it's just been such a great unit and they've really really motivated us and inspired us for sure yeah you know it's funny you bring up you guys weren't you know you weren't really sure what to expect uh, for the selection show last year i remember after that was announced and i don't mean this in a disrespectful way but i texted nick uh nick phillips i'm like was that supposed to happen? I, I don't know. Like I was like really taken back because I felt so bad. You guys had such an amazing regular season, and then for it to come to an end in the conference tournament, and we were used yeah. to seeing that in in college basketball. Yeah. Uh, but for for your team, it's like, and then I always feel bad for teams that gather for those watch parties and they don't hear their name. That has to be so devastating. I mean, what was the thought process in getting everyone together for that at the risk of not hearing your name be called? But were you? You again, you were surprised to hear your name, right? Not that you didn't think you're good enough, but again, it's always up to other people, and that's always tough to get that sell through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we knew that we, you know, had a really good non conference run. Um, we did great in the tournament, and then, you know, Northern Kentucky also had a great year, yep. and they had beat Cincinnati and they had had some upsets. So, them doing what they did in the tournament, and then us losing to them, and um, you know, we had a couple really, really good wins. So I think when we put together our resume to submit to the NCAA of what we had done, like I said earlier, I'm like, well, when you put it that way, we should absolutely get an at-large bid. But, you know, the Horizon League has never been a two-team bid conference. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the 
the Big Ten and the Big 12 and, and all those conferences, they're used to getting multiple teams into the tournament. So I think we knew that we were supposed to gather and act like, hey, this is something we think might happen. <laughs> and it's one thing to talk about it. And then it's another thing to see your name on the bracket. It's surreal. And I'm sure if you've watched that video, I was jumping up and down in the back row like I was a four-year-old. Um, but at the time, I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. And, and it was my second season. So it just was it was so overwhelming at the time. You guys are checking off a bunch of firsts, obviously. And again, we're going to get into the NCAA tournament a week from tonight here in just a moment and, and recapping this season. But when you took over, with all due respect to the program, I mean, it wasn't on the best of terms. I mean, it was, when you think of the top programs in the Horizon League, it, Wright State just wasn't anywhere close to that. I remember calling a Horizon League championship game years ago between Cleveland State and UIC. In fact, Joy Lynn and I did the games yeah. uh, in Cleveland. And I, you know, I remember her and I talking about, man, I just can't imagine what it would be like for Wright State to get to this point. But during that conversation, I'm like, the, the program's a long way from that. You take the job. You have good pieces on this roster. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the message on the recruiting trail like? Like, I mean, again, every coach envisions having success. But, I mean, that vision for you was what? And how did you sell that vision on the recruiting trail and, and getting the right players, not just to come to Wright State, but to buy in? Because there wasn't a history there to get them to trust that they can come here and accomplish what you've been able to get them to accomplish to this point. Right. Absolutely. I um, The spring that I was hired – there was a big group of seniors. There was about, mm -hmm. I think there was five of them. Um, and they were just kind of the identity of the, pro of the program and they were starters. And um, so they graduated in that spring. So I had all the incoming freshmen. I had um, student athletes that really weren't starters because of those seniors. Um, mm -hmm. so I, I was pretty lucky. I didn't have any, you know, pre-existing thoughts or I, I, you know, ideas of like, oh, well, this is how we've always done things. So I had a group of freshmen that I was like, hey, um, you have to start. Like, we don't, we don't have a choice. Um, and I think that they, they came into this program and didn't really realize the struggles that the program had faced until they actually got here. Um, so I think that I was able just to, to sell them on like what could be. And we went through all the Horizon League standings and, you know, it's not like you're talking about, you know, coming from the Big East, Creighton and Marquette would yep. win the conference every year. There was there was no, you know, there was so much um, difference between all those teams. But for us, I'm like, you guys, a different team wins the Horizon League every single year. So, yeah, Cleveland State had a good run there or UIC had a couple years, Milwaukee. Um, but it is not like there is an outright team that is untouchable every single year. Um, and that's what makes our conference fun. And that's what makes it competitive. So I think that was just, you know, and, and you know, three plays six in the Horizon League tournament. How many times has six uh, upset three? Millions of times. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that was just a vision that I'm like, we can do this. It just, it's up to you guys how long it's going to take us to do it. Um, and I guess that message was like, oh, no, we're going to do it now. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I remember when I first got hired, I'm like, six teams go to the conference tournament we're going to get that sixth spot. And then the next year we're going to get the fifth spot and then so on and so forth. And I just didn't think we were going to jump spots <laughs> yeah, like very quickly. So I think, um, you know, and keeping up with that success has been challenging. You know, you, you, you want to recruit the best kids, but you can't sell short the student athletes that are already here that you were able to get the success with. Um, so I think recruiting is tough and, um, you know, just managing the success that this team was like, Oh, Oh, so this is, this is happening. And I said, yes, it's happening. So get ready to go. <laughs> So you guys win the conference championship this past Sunday. Um, and I'm not going to let you guys go down 2-1 in 
And I look over at Jason Doyle, and I'm just giving him the look. I'm like, I don't know this UIC team. I mean, they were down two sets to nothing. Actually, they were down in the third set against Northern Kentucky the week before, before the, that switch that they just hit. I said, and UIC came with the switch already on. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's like you guys were having to kind of respond to what they were doing. And then all of a sudden, your switch just flipped on in that yeah. fourth set, and then you guys overwhelmed them to close it out. Right. You guys go undefeated in conference play. Your only loss, a very tough, close you know match against, obviously, the Dayton Flyers. Yeah. But you didn't have – I mean, you didn't play in many five-set matches throughout right. the season. You know, you guys had a lot of, you know, three-set sweeps throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, winning is a great thing, but do you ever did you worry at some point coming into this tournament that, oh, man – you know, we didn't have a lot of close matches to really test us a little bit. Was that a concern as that match was going on? And what what got their attention that all of a sudden you guys just flipped that switch and just kind of ran through UIC the last set and a half? Yeah, I think that um, we are not a good matchup for UIC. We we never, it, and to be honest, I've never, I haven't won at UIC yet. So in all my seasons, every time we go to USC, UIC, I've heard like, your job's on the line. Bob Grant's disappointed in you, by the way. He said, you haven't been doing enough. And if you don't win at UIC next year, your job is on the, I just wanted to pass that on by the way. (laughs) Every time. And and my assistant, Dan is uh, from Mm -hmm. Chicago. So every time everyone's there, his nephews, you know, poor holding up babies, you know, it's just, it's, it's like the best place. And we love going there and, you know, and and we never win there. And and UIC has always had a lot of international kids. Um, yep. They play a different style of ball that we just really struggle um, with. So then, you know, when we watched NKU kind of fall apart there in the semis with UIC, I think I think the team were like, oh boy, like we have to compete against a team to take it all. That we historically, even the amount of matches that we have won, UIC is not our favorite opponent. Um, so I think getting past that mental block of, you know, stuff starts to go south and the team's like, well, this isn't supposed to be happening. And then negative thoughts. Well, what if, what if, when? And I was like, we're worried about something that hasn't happened yet. So volleyball, there's so many opportunities. I feel like basketball, I've never been a basketball player. I always got like picked because I was tall, um, but I'm very horrible. I can't even do a layup on the record. Um, and um, I feel like basketball, I can't imagine running out of time. You know, I just feel like you just when the clock's done, the game is done and there's nothing you can do about it. And I feel like volleyball, there's a set point, but there are so many opportunities. You could be in a bad place and be down to nothing and you can come back and sweep and then everyone's on top of the world again. Um, So I think that match was a lot of emotional roller coaster for us. Um, But, you know, and UIC had a lot of freshmen, a lot of underclassmen. And um, I was like, this is this is it. We have to do it now. If you want to turn this around and if you. They've worked so hard with testing and and everything and not seeing their loved ones. And and uh, they really sacrificed so much. I'm like, this is the ultimate reward. So you you, you got it. We got to get this together now if we want to we want to bounce back. And I didn't know that the response would be as strong as it was. And then I feel like the fourth set, I was like, oh, we're going to do this. And yep. then we're just like they just did their thing, which is great. <laughs> yeah, because it was so I mean, it was. You know, UIC just looked more comfortable for the first, you know, two sets, you know, three three sets. Um, yeah. And you guys were still keeping up with it, but it's just like something just switched in that fourth set and it just overwhelmed them. I will say to the urgency of less teams in the NCAA tournament, it's not like you guys knew. I mean, I think there's a good chance you could have gotten at large this year, but it's a good thing you don't have to worry about that. But you don't want to leave it up to chance like that with less teams in the tournament. So that's what made that even more urgent. But you talk about, you know, that switch being flipped. Yeah. You know, some players weren't, 
you know, on fire from the go, but you had yeah. Sam Wolf and you obviously, you know, had Mallory Ladd and then, you know, Celia Powers played great. I mean, you guys just got, a lot, I love when you guys get contributions from the names that we don't always focus on so much yeah. like Nisa Baker and, and Jenna yeah. Story and those players. So that was pretty special as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what everyone's like, what's made this group special. And I mean, we have, you know, our A side versus our B side or starters versus non-starters, however you want to say it. Um, and I think that in some gyms that, that B or non-starter side isn't celebrated or they don't as bad as the starters from like the B side are the people and are the athletes that challenge our A side every mm -hmm. single day. So it, there's no, you know, if the A side can't get it done or if there's someone that's not pulling their weight, I'm putting in a kid from the B side and she's probably doing that job, you know, maybe better than mm -hmm. the one that I just pulled off. So I think like our ability to make switches and the comfort around those switches um, have really made the difference for us. And sometimes you just need a spark of energy or a spark of like mental calmness or, you know, everybody that comes off the bench has something that makes them in that moment exactly what we need. And I mean, Sam Wolf, she's wild. She is wild. <laughs> And she's exactly what we needed in that moment because she had no memory. She wasn't here last year when we yeah. got up in Kentucky. So that pressure, some of the runners felt, she was like, what's wrong with you guys? Set me the ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm, you know, I'm sure you witnessed her, you know, craziness and passion. And, you know, so she's exactly what we needed. So it's great to be able to depend on other people um, when, you know, a starter might just not have her best day. And that's, that's okay. So. Allie Matters, Wright State Volleyball Coach with us here on Reach the Horizon. Today's interview is brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. Coach, as we send you out, again, you're preparing for Samford again a week from tonight. Again, we're recording this on Wednesday. What day is it? The 7th? I guess I should have, you know, I went into that confident. I don't even know what day. It's the 7th. <laughs> so it's Wednesday, April 7th, and a week from tonight, you guys get to play your second straight NCAA tournament game the film on Sanford is what, what is the preparation like again, preparing for this again, if you get past them, you have a, a very good Texas team waiting for you guys yeah. as well. So you don't want to get yeah. too far ahead of yourselves, but big picture, there is a lot that you guys have to go through over the coming weeks. Yeah. I think, you know, last year going into the tournament, you know, Purdue, I mean, that was, um, you know, scouting them was overwhelming for our players and, and for the staff. And, and we knew, we had to play very, very well. Um, and it's one thing to watch these student athletes, you know, that play in the power five on film. And then it's another thing to be across the net or, you know, <laughs> and I remember taking my first time out at, at Purdue and I'm like, how is it out there? And the kids were like, fast as hell. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a different, it's a different yeah. style. Of so I think this year with, with the smaller field of teams competing, and I thought that we had a, we, we have a really, really good draw and an opportunity mm -hmm. to go to the second round. So I think that is rejuvenating for us to know that like, really, we have to do all this testing and all of this travel and quarantine and get to Nebraska and play Texas the first round. Um, so I think like, Hey guys, we could, we could go and we could play two matches if, if we play well. Um, so I think the Samford matchup is manageable for us, but we have to play well if we want to win that match. All right. Well, we're pulling for you. It's totally fine. My phone went off a little bit ago. Luckily, it was on vibrate, so totally fine. Uh, but we have Allie Matters, Wright State Volleyball Coach, two-time Horizon League Coach of the Year. Again, Wright State just undefeated in conference play this year. You've done a fantastic job as has your team. We're pulling for you. Best of luck uh, representing the Horizon League a week from tonight in your second straight NCAA tournament appearance. Thank, Thank you, Coach. Thank you so much. Great chatting with you. Thank you.